0: You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 123. This is the Best and Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best and Wealth Podcast. We think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a fiduciary, a fee-only certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and today's episode is about or titled are you rich well we're gonna find out if you are or not today but before we get to the topic of the day i myself always wanted to be rich from a young age i looked at people with fancy cars fancy houses and i thought to myself man them people are rich And I thought I needed to get myself a great job so I could become rich. And then it happened. If you remember last episode, 122, Go to bestandwealth.com, check it out. I talked about work ethic versus life ethic, and I believe I spoke about the time that I went to Alaska. Anyway, I've talked about that a few times. Well, in 1991, me and three buddies traveled to Alaska in a little Chevette with a car top carrier to make the big bucks, to get rich, rich at least for the summer. We're going up for a summer job, and we were reading the articles on the back of the, University of Wisconsin Oshkosh paper that said we could make five to seven thousand dollars a month working in Alaska during the summer. Now we're going to go there for three and a half months. So guess what? I'm going to make twenty five thousand dollars in the summer. And to put that into perspective, twenty five thousand dollars back in 1991 is like sixty five thousand dollars in today's dollars. I was going to be rich. And I made a big long list on the long drive to Alaska. Guess what was on that list? I was going to get a new, the most expensive mountain bike that money could buy. I was going to buy multiple new leather jackets and at least 100 new CDs. And the list goes on. What happened? Well, Let's just say I didn't quite make that $25,000. In fact, we were only gonna work when the salmon were running. So instead of working three and a half months, we worked about a month and a half and we worked 25, 30 hour shifts at a time But every night I get back to my tent, yes, we were living in tents, and I started crossing things off the list from the bottom all the way towards the top. I didn't get rich that summer of 1991. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Are you rich? Because enough about me. We just found out that I'm not. Are you rich? Let's find out, because I read a very interesting article this week by a guy named Ben Carlson, and the article was called The Three Levels of Wealth, and it was very, very interesting. And I'm going to talk about these three levels, but really, I want to look at three different ways that you can measure yourself to see whether you're rich or not. And I want to know which one resonates with you. So we're going to talk about The income, like if you make a bunch of money, you may be rich. The second is expanding our idea of what being rich is anyway. And then finally, I'm going to get to the three levels of wealth that Stuart Butterfield, founder of the communication tool Slack, once described. So we're going to look at being rich three different ways. You see which one resonates with you. And the first is income because being rich is a relative term but a look at US income data can show where one stands compared to the broader population for example the average income in the united states household is about 50,000 but the median income that one right in the middle is 70 and for married couples it's 106,000 so if your median income or if your income your household income Is 106,000, you're right there in the middle in the United States. You want to jump up to the 90th percentile? Do you want to be in the top 10 richest if you're going to compare it to income? Then you need to make about 212,000. That's the household. So if your household income is 212,000, you're in the top 10% of all US households. So think about that for a second. If you're making 212 grand, you and your significant other, you and your spouse, and you're in the top 10, do you consider yourself rich? Maybe you do. That's why I want to know what resonates with you. But if you're going to measure yourself being rich and you want to really aspire, let's look at the top 1%. To be in the top 1%, your household income needs to be $570,000. If you make that, or your household makes that, or maybe you don't, but if you did, would you consider yourself rich? Think about that. Because income is only one piece of an individual's financial picture. For instance... What if you made $300,000, but you barely had anything saved up and your expenses equaled your income? Well, you might not be near as rich as someone who makes $100,000, but they already have a million dollars in their retirement accounts. If I looked at those two people, With just the one piece of information, 300,000 versus 100,000, you might think the one making 300,000 is rich. But instead, once we dig a little deeper, maybe it's the one making 100,000 with a million dollars in their nest egg. That's the rich one. What do you call rich? Is it income? Well, as a family steward, I think we need to take that definition of rich and really dig deep. When I look up on Google the definition of rich, it says having abundant possessions and especially material wealth. Well, that's a lot of people's definition. But then there's another one too. Having high value or quality. I think that's very interesting because is being rich all about the money, the income or the nest egg? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. If you had a whole bunch of money, but you're sick and you had level four cancer or maybe not even something that bad, but your health prevented you from leading a good productive life. Are you rich? You might have a bunch of money in the bank, but you can't do anything. I would not call that rich. If you have a whole bunch of money, but you don't have good relationships, Maybe you have severed relationships with loved ones, like maybe your parents or your siblings or your kids. So you got a whole bunch of money, but you're miserable. Are you rich? Probably not. I think that we need to think at a higher level when it comes to being rich. And it's all about the cornerstones that I talk about in this podcast over And over again. If there's abundance in all of your most important cornerstones and might one might be financial security, that's great. But you have to have full abundance in your career, in your family, and your friends, in your spirituality, in your health, both your mental health and your physical health. Because if if you're only making a hundred thousand or even less and you wish you were making more, but your buckets are filled with abundance in these other areas of your life, I would argue that you are way richer than someone who just won the lottery but doesn't have good health or good relationships and their bucket just isn't full. That's two different ways at looking at being rich. One from an income perspective and one from a higher level. There is a third though that I found very, very interesting. This one may not resonate with you, but I have to talk about it because Ben Carlson talked about it in his article. Because while being rich or having a lot of income or wealth or 401k balance can be calculated as a number or by high value or quality, like filling up abundance in the cornerstones of your life, there's also a third way to measure being rich. And it is a qualitative dimension. Stuart Butterfield, founder of the office communication tool Slack, you might use Slack in your business. This man turned into a billionaire very, very quickly. And he says there's three levels of wealth. You need to reach these three levels. An individual reaches level one of wealth when they no longer stress out about debt. Ah, Pretty cool. Maybe you reach level one after your student loans are paid off, or bad credit card is paid off. Now you're at level one. You're not stressing about your debt. If you can't sleep at night because you're stressing about your debt, uh, you didn't quite hit level one yet. But once you reach level one, you reach for level two, and level two is achieved when a person does not care what items cost at a restaurant any longer. The amount they spend on a meal is not impacted by their finances. You don't need to look at the prices when you go out to eat. You order whatever you want, and it's no skin off your back. It's not going to affect your retirement. It's not going to affect your monthly budget. Nothing. Because meals are little compared to the richness that you have. That he calls level two. Keep in mind, this is someone who may have been like you or I started a company and turned into a billionaire. So his playing field may look a little different than ours, but he says that's when you've reached level two. Finally, level three is reached when an individual does not care what a vacation costs. They will no longer be concerned with how much money they're paying for a hotel or a flight. Get me on first class, get me on the easiest flight that's going to get me there direct at a good time. I don't want to fly out at 5.45 a.m. I don't care if that flight costs 300 and I can spend 3000 if I fly out at 10 a.m. and go first class one way direct. And I want to be in a really nice hotel. Those kinds of hotels that you get into and you got your own robe and you got your own slippers and people are waiting on you hand and foot. That's the hotel I want to be in because guess what? I don't have a care in the world. It does not matter how much it costs because it does not impact. I'm not concerned with it. It's not gonna make me poor. I'm gonna continue to be rich, living and traveling exactly the way I want to. And Stuart Butterfield, founder of Slack and Ben Carlson, who wrote the article, says, while these three levels are subjective, advisors such as myself, a financial advisor, might recognize clients that are in each stage and perhaps clients who might be in one level given the state of their finances but spend like they're in a different level so i'll ask you again are you rich and which measuring tool are you gonna use? Because ultimately, the key point is that while there is no single definition of what it means to be wealthy or rich, the three levels that I spoke about last show us how building wealth can provide peace of mind in different ways. Whether it's in having flexibility that comes with being debt-free, not worrying about ordering dessert at the end of your meal, or going on your dream vacation without worrying after the bill comes and it's over. And I think that's very important, especially when it comes to my clients that are just about to become retired. They're going from working, saving, building up their nest egg, building up that number to eventually retiring and living off that number. And let me tell you, that is not as easy said than done for many clients, it's a very difficult thing to move through, but maybe as an advisor, I would be best off finding three levels that might be different because a good advisor understands their clients and figure out what those three levels might be for them so that they can live stress-free in retirement. And I say all this, family steward, because I want you to live stress-free in retirement. So whether you are going to measure rich by your income, by the deeper meaning and filling up your cornerstones or the three levels that the founder of Slack came up with, let's figure out what they are and then let's figure out how we can work within them and be stress free. Because whether you're in retirement right now, and hopefully you're in it with very little stress, or someday you will be in it, you need to find a way to let go of all of the money that you've saved up, because that's why you save the money to begin with. That's all I have today, my friends, and I will see y'all very soon. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone.